So I wanted to talk a little bit about getting started functioning multidimensionally and the idea, you know, behind this podcast is uh, helping people who have been turned off by religion for whatever reason, and there are a lot of reasons to be turned off by religion, but uh, helping them not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And so, you know, one of the one of the key aspects to, to really beginning to understand the scriptures and understanding spiritual life is that you were created to function multidimensionally. So as a human being, you're different than a, a wolf or a bear or a tiger or a monkey because you have been created in the image of God and God is a spirit. So God is invisible and yet you were created in his image. So you have a body, but you also have a spirit and you have a soul. And it's learning how to function in those dimensions that allows you to experience life the way that it was intended to be lived. So as you begin to kind of take stock of whether or not you're, you're accustomed to functioning in these various realms, it, it's helpful to kind of look at, <laughs> consider where, where do you spend most of your time functioning? What realm do you function in the most? And, and for most people, you know, virtually 100% of their life is spent functioning in the physical realm. And, you know, thank God for sleep because uh, sleep gives us the opportunity or even forces us to actually spend a good portion of our day unconscious asleep, which actually gives God an opportunity uh, or gives us an opportunity to function multidimensionally, you know, and to, to interact with God while we rest. And, um, you know, I think that happens for a lot of people and they may not even realize it. But, you know, one of the ways that God speaks to people and tries to get their attention is when they're in this unconscious state and God can bypass their mind and get access to their spirit and come to them in their dreams. But certainly that's that's a pretty low level of operating. You know, it'd be much better to be able to uh, be conscious and be in the spirits. Uh, I mean, yeah, dreams are great, uh, but sometimes it can be hard to tell, oh, gee, did I have a dream because I was being led in the spirit realm or did I have this dream because of the movie that I watched last night? So, you know, um, I think it's it's <laughs> desirable to learn how to function in the spiritual realm when you're awake so that you can be aware and you can be instructed you know, that's one of the huge markers of having this new covenant with God that Jesus came to set up. So right before Jesus dies, he says, you know, this is my blood of the new covenant. A covenant is an agreement between two parties, right? So Jesus comes to the earth for the purpose of establishing a new covenant with his people. And anyone who wants to be can choose to be his people. You don't have to. It's it's free. You know, you can, God's not, uh, you know, wanting captives. He wants lovers. He wants people who want to come and, and be his friends. So, you know, you can choose to be in the covenant or you can reject it. But for, for someone looking for uh, like a deeper spiritual reality, someone who's looking to kind of pull back the veil on this world and understand why do things function the way they do, um, this is it, you know. But <laughs> don't 
don't go to the to the church down the street because uh you know they're they're not gonna have this for you they're gonna have a, a bible study and a religious system and you know activities for you to do that may or may not result in you learning how to function in as a multi-dimensional being you know and i'm not i'm not against uh those people but the religious power systems that exist today generally make it harder for people to achieve the level that jesus was taking his disciples to you know so and that the new covenant promise so that the idea that jesus comes for this new covenant well you know hundreds of years before jesus did that there there are these prophecies about the new covenant where it says that everyone will be taught of the lord and nobody's going to have to say to your brother know the lord because everyone will know it will We'll go up to the mountain together. We'll say, come, let's go up to the mountain and the Lord will teach us his ways. Well, going up to the mountain of the Lord is not walking down to the church uh, or, or driving down to the church and listening to the sermon. Going up the mountain of the Lord is ascending to a place in the spirit where you can literally be instructed directly by God. And so the, you know, the, the scriptures say that you don't need anyone to teach you because you have an anointing that teaches you. That's in First John. So the, the, <laughs> the, the religious systems don't want to teach that because, you know, who, whoever in, in religion, whoever has information has power, right? So if the pastor has the information, he has the power, and we all need to be dependent on the pastor. If it's the priest, the same thing. Uh, but if, if God has the information, if God has the revelation, and anyone can go to God and get it, then, you know, we're not dependent on the pastor, the priest, the prophet, the, you know, the elder, the bishop, whatever, you know, and, and those people have been set into place. I'm not saying that all those people are bad. The Bible says that Jesus gave gifts to his church. So the apostle, the teacher, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, all those things are, are supposed to be good things that serve and help people mature into Christ. So those are all supposed to be functions that make us as little Jesus is walking around on the earth, manifesting the kingdom of God the way that Jesus did. So we're supposed to be able to be doing all the things that Jesus did. That's what he told his disciples. He said, the works I do, you're going to do them too. So the, the, the apostles and the pastors and the prophets and the teachers and the evangelists, they're supposed to be equipping the body to do the things that Jesus do to bring us to maturity. But the sad reality is <clears throat> most of those people are, um, you know, basically, uh, and not, not intentionally probably in most cases, you know, mo and, and, you know, I'm sure 99% of those cases, those are well-meaning people who want to, to do a good thing. But most of the time they end up, you know, just making people dependent on them and getting people to look to them as the source of religious information and, you know, you need to come and hear me speak or you need to, um, you know, and, and of course there's always the bad egg out there who, who wants to uh, fleece the flock and have the uh, plate passed every time, you know, pass the plate and I can pray for you or whatever. So people who want to use religion to just as a, you know, as a business, but, you know, we'll try and give them the benefit of the doubt and, and hope that that's not most religious people. Either way, uh, the truth is 
the vast majority of religious institutions are not enabling people to go into the spirit, to go be taught by the Lord the way that the Bible talks about and to be instructed as sons of God, to be taught by the Lord directly, to have no mediator between us and God except Jesus. And so that's what this podcast is about, is helping you, anybody, doesn't matter if you hate religion, doesn't matter if you, you know, uh, what, what lifestyle you're living right now, you, you come to God as you are. That's the beautiful thing about God and his grace is that God is not counting your sin against you. It does not matter how screwed up your life is. Uh, God is for you. God loves you. God wants to bless you. And you just come to God as you are. And, you know, he, he takes care of everything. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're a drunk, if you're high, if you're whatever you do. Those habits don't keep you from God. You know, it's, it's our shame and our embarrassment and our guilt and religion uh, that tend to keep us from coming to God because we're ashamed of those things or because we, we love those things and we think God hates those things. And um, we let those habits that have been stigmatized by the religious system as unacceptable uh, keep us from engaging with the, the person who loves us the most, which is, which is God. You know, so don't let any habit that you have keep you from engaging with the person who loves you the most. You know, he, he is not counting anything against you. He loves you and he wants to, you know, be part of your life. So learning how to function multidimensionally begins with acknowledging that, wow, I have a spirit. I'm a spirit being and my spirit needs life. You know, that in, in the spirit dimension, uh, light is life, okay? So it talks in the beginning of the Gospel of John, it talks about uh, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God. And that, uh, you know, that life was, that light was the life of men, it talks about. So, you know, Jesus is the light of the world. He's this life source that your spirit needs. Your spirit's in darkness and that's the whole reason Jesus came was to, to bring you out of darkness into life or into light and out of death into life. And those, those are just two ways of saying the same reality. So he takes us out of darkness into light and he takes us out of death into life. And it begins with acknowledging, wow, I have a spirit and my spirit needs life and my spirit needs this light and Jesus is the one that provides it. And so... When I, the Bible says that when you unite yourself with the Lord, you become one spirit with him. So when you accept that, you know, this amazing guy, Jesus, is who he says he is, then you come into this spiritual place of enlightenment. And again, I, I hate to keep repeating myself, but because so many people have been turned off by religion and the name of Jesus has been misused by so many people, it just, it just... Uh, I'm really sorry to repeat myself, but I think it bears repeating. I'm not talking about becoming a religious fanatic. I'm, I'm talking about having a spiritual encounter where you literally get enlightened and you move from a place of death to a place of life. And it doesn't have anything to do with your external behavior. It has everything to do with the condition of your your spirit, which then... You know, your, your soul is basically the, the, <laughs> the, the mechanism 
that can translate information from your spirit into your your physical body. And so once your spirit becomes enlightened through being connected to Jesus, then your soul can carry this transformative power into your body. And then that begins the, the, the transformation of your life. You know, you can't transform your life unless you get connected to a different life source. If you're just connected to this world and, and you're, you're trying to find life in this world, like the things, when I say the world, I mean the things that you can uh, perceive with your five senses. If you're just, you know, living in this material world and you're hoping that something in this world will give you life and happiness, basically you're living in this state of, of constant disappointment with a, with a little blip of, you know, a little drop of joy every once in a while. Um, but then you're on to the next thing because this material world is incapable of actually imparting life to us, you know, because life comes from the spirit. The, the flesh can't profit you anything. So um, I know that religion has made it very, very hard. If you, if you come from a religious background at all or, you know, uh, if you have any experience, it can be hard to to get to that place of enlightenment because you already have these preconceptions of who Jesus is and and what it means, um, you know, to to come into a, a relationship with Jesus and to enter into His domain and to submit to Him, you know, being your ruler. I guess all of these ideas can be uh, and have been. Um, just made, you know, made into religious concepts that have been abused and misused and whatever. But it it really is all about life and, and finding that life. You know, Jesus said the most amazing thing. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so, you know, this is not a Jewish rabbi who is, you know, out teaching people to be good people and to do nice things. This is a radical, radical statement of like, I am the, the, the door of enlightenment and the only way you're getting any life is through me. I mean, that's, that's pretty radical. That's a pretty, pretty big dividing line. Uh, the sad thing is people have taken what, what Jesus, you know, taught and did and they've made it into a religious systems, which is the complete, you know, the complete opposite of what he was he was about. It was the religious system that ended up killing him because they were so threatened by what he was saying. And so, uh, you know, it's the same way today. Uh, this, this idea that you can ascend the mountain of the Lord and be taught of the Lord directly, that is, that'll be, you know, most religious people will reject that immediately because it's so threatening. All right, so getting started, basically functioning multidimensionally, just recognize you're a spirit and you need to be connected to... Uh, the father of spirits, which is God the Father. And the way to do that is through Jesus who came and basically lived uh, a life to to become a substitute for you. So all the bad things that you did, those get to go on Jesus. Jesus' perfect righteousness, that gets to go on you. And now you're qualified to function in the realms of heaven. You can ascend to heaven. You can function and live in heaven, I'm not talking about when you die. I'm talking about right now. You become a multidimensional being the same way that Jesus was. Jesus was on the earth, but he functioned out of a place in heaven. 
He said, I can't do anything that I don't see my father doing. So he's functioning out of a place of revelatory knowledge where he can do all this stuff. And he says, the ones who follow me are going to do what I do. Not the ones who follow me are going to get together and, you know, have tea and study this book. So not against having tea. I'm not against studying books, but uh, I'm just for moving us to a place of greater enlightenment, which is, you know, where Jesus was leading us. All right. Bye now.